Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Oh, Matt, uh, Robert Vallis, uh, CEO, President, and Director of Signature Resources. Uh, as you know, we're a Canadian gold exploration firm uh, with a rather large land package in northwestern Ontario. Uh, we're actively drilling and exploring uh, a land package that's nearly 300 square kilometers, uh, 90% of, of a greenstone belt in, uh, in Canada, making great headroads and progressing uh, well into this fall. Rob, good to see you back. We saw you mid-June, I believe. Uh, lots happened since we last spoke, mostly thrown at you by Mother Nature. Indeed, indeed. Uh, the summer uh, had its share of challenges, and, and that's not to say that COVID wasn't uh, right along with us, that's for sure. Uh, the, the summer in, in, in our region, at least, uh, uh, revealed a, a lot of unfortunate wildfires that, that took place uh, to the point where uh, almost half of Canada was on fire at one point. It, it was it was incredible. Uh, that though in itself uh, was a threatening situation for us regionally. Uh, but then when that threat subsided, the smoke became something else that was, uh, you know, a significant health threat uh, and risk to having people on the ground. Uh, the Ontario Ministry took further steps when that reached a threshold of of uh, necessary evacuations and so forth throughout northwestern, western Ontario into Manitoba, uh, they they put restrictions in place uh, that really uh, shut down uh, pretty much all work in in uh, remote areas or, or in in the forests. Uh, we were able to claw back some of that and and get some uh, support from the ministry to get in once our situation where we are subsided enough we could safely put people in again and from that we were able to progressively claw our way back um you know create uh, more of a defensive situation in that sort of uh condition uh, in terms of uh fire protections and so forth and then advance back into the things that really got delayed throughout the month of july which was uh, a lot of geophysical surveys airborne and on the ground and then amping up and, and optimizing our exploration camp to uh, more safely, more cost-effectively support a significantly upscaled uh, capacity, you know, to be able to start running at 24-7, uh, you know. Okay, so, so for as far as smoke, does that explain the 50% drop in share price? I think in part because of the delay in, 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 in material news, you know, that, that would definitely be part of it. Uh, the other part is obviously the the, the warrants that we have uh, that are expiring towards the end of this year. Uh, but I think you put those two together in an ocean of, of lowering tides and macro uh, financial situations, uh, increasing volatility. It's, you know, it was a situation we were in, but we're certainly happy now to be back and focused on delivering these results promptly. So we've announced uh, earlier this week that we have commenced drilling again. So we've achieved a lot in a short amount okay, of time. Okay, and I want to come on to that, Rob, I do. Um, let's deal with some of the numbers and, and, and the structures going on here. You've got these warrants, like 70 million plus warrants. So break that down for me. What does that look like? Why, why are people concerned about the overhang? Uh, I think, you know, it, 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 it success uh, at, that, that we're looking to get back to in terms of generating uh, exciting results and, and 
demonstrating the progression, uh, which we're definitely moving on both regionally in terms of new discoveries and locally in terms of growing ounces in the ground. Uh, you know, that, that, that indicates the, that, that, you know, with the successful exercise of the warrants that are expiring this year, which I believe is, is somewhere around 3.5 uh, to 4 million Canadian worth uh, dollars worth. So that's um, uh, 30 to 35 million warrants expiring. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly a potential for further uh, share issuance. However, you know, the counter to that is that the pricing that we're at is actually an opportunity to come in, uh, not have to really be thinking much about dilution as a shareholder, uh, get in at a ground level. That is, is in my opinion, something that'll be increasingly rare, uh, you know, and, and backwards looking as we move forward and, and work to to meaningfully increase the the share price. Okay, so it's about 30, it's about thirty five million warrants expiring by the end of this year. That's the number, approximately. Yeah, averaging about ten cents. Got it. Exercise. Got it. Yeah. Under, understood. And there was talk also about rollbacks. We have uh, we voted uh, at our AGM in March of this year. Uh, we had successfully, you know, voted uh, with our shareholders a. Uh, uh, a mechanism or a tool, if you will, to be able to consolidate our shares up to a five to one. It's a tool. It's on the shelf. It's something that that is is uh, an opportunity that we look at and and will roll into our overall strategy of of continuing to grow. Uh, now that we're situated on the ground, now that we've collected the data we need, now that we've started drilling uh, to perpetuate and increase the the rate of of growth and value delivery. It's an opportunity to really optimize the financial side of that, um, but also, you know, uh, move a share price to to where um, it becomes uh, on the radars of of other, you know, uh, uh, markets where they look at nothing less than a particular price uh, threshold. So, but more than anything, it's really about uh, uh, prudence on the financial side. We know that we have half the warrants expiring this year, half next. Uh, and with that, we'll have a significant rebalance of our capital structure. And from that, having that tool on the shelf provides us another opportunity uh, to bring value to shareholders and, and increase the attractiveness. Okay. So, like I say, since we last spoke, you've kind of come off your own 18 million market cap. So, whatever, whatever the, whether you do a rollback and whatever the share price is as a result of whatever uh, you know, number you put on that. 18 million market caps, a small company. There's lots of small companies of your size trying to, you know, attract the attention of institutions, retail family offices. Um, and it's tough. And it's very tough in this environment where gold's not had a particularly good time of, of, of late. Last sort of 12 months have, you know, been a little, a little bit uh, less meteoric than um, people were expecting last year. So, how mm-hmm. do you go about it? You, you've got to be, you've always been, you know, you talked conservative language. You've got to be, you, you've got to be careful with the money that you've got. You raised 3.9 million bucks. You did a bit of a drill program. You've got a new drill program starting, I noticed, uh, which you can talk to me about in a minute. But you're going to need to go to market at some point if the, you know, if the warrants don't bring in as much as you thought. How do you talk? to the market, along with all of these other companies, all of these other peers, competitors in a similar position to you? How do you stand out? You stand out the way we have from day one, which is the, the 
what we have and, and the results we get from it. Essentially, we're on course to begin generating significant results from the drill bit, but also regionally in terms of new high potential target identification, having the entire land package surveyed now. Uh, so there's two fronts we're working on to deliver results. So we move with and engage with the market, with the facts, with the data, uh, with the results, and, uh, as, and we're on course and we'll continue to be generating those results so that we have more and more uh, meaningful things to 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 put in front of us in terms of value proposition. Do you think? But do you think there's enough? Do you think there's enough money out there? Because you know people have lost interest in gold a little bit. They've been distracted by other investments. Sure, they're a little bit concerned about the mm-hmm. economy at the moment. You've got you know brilliant people at either sides of the same argument arguing a case for yeah, the market uh, going, shooting off again for gold next year, and you've got other people going. There's going to be a huge reset, recorrection in the marketplace. There's a huge uncertainty is what I'm saying. So again, you and lots of people telling the same story that you've just outlined to me, how do you stand out? Is it going to be reputational, track record? I mean, what, what, what do you got that they haven't? Well, it's, it, a lot of it's in, in our, in our, uh, in our uh, logo there. You see the discipline, getting things done through execution, growing our integrity. Okay, so what that really is, is about continuing to deliver results to the street bring forward value that is tangible. We stand out by being in a position where we're poised and are beginning to do that. Between doing that through growth and of ounces through the drill bit, but also taking advantage of a rare and significantly high-valued regional potential uh, and moving that forward, we're actually very well positioned to deliver significant results in the short term and continue to do so. So from that perspective, we offer something in a safe jurisdiction, you know, with a significant uh, discovery already enhanced, significant potential across the board, as I've outlined. With it, uh, you know, it's one opportunity in terms of jurisdiction, investment, scale, uh, potential for growth that checks all the boxes for investors. And I think that's the kind of investment that can and will um you know, ride through these tumultuous times in 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 the macro markets. Of course, there there will be uncertainty, but uh, as things correct and find a new equilibrium, uh, we are and will be remain very well positioned to to deliver on that. So you're going to have to rely on the retail investor market for your money, because I just say again, with, with this nervousness about where the economy is going, the institutions are going to want to play it a little bit more cautiously with you know with a straighter bat, as we say here in the UK where less risk associated near a production or near some kind of event which could they could they could monetize there's so many small exploration companies out there high risk high return if they get it right but most of them don't come off do you think we'll see that kind of return to you know this you know markets behavior as before where the kind of institutional money is just not there for you and it is going to have to be about retail and you're going to have to hope they're not distracted by, I don't know, Bitcoin or some other nefarious activity. I think it's about uh, having the the characteristics of what you have out front in delivering value. You have to differentiate from the norm. But who to? Uh, My point is who to? Who's the audience? Who's listening? Who is listening at the end of the day? It's investors that are looking for a solid, predictable, uh, you know, uh, value potential 
uh, stock really in in a low juris or a low risk jurisdiction, if we will, to deliver that value. But is it institutional? Yeah. Is it family offices? Is it retail? Institutional. It, it's you know it it at the end of the day it's 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 about managing what you have and being prudent with what you have and discipline. So what we are doing is is or at least you know myself and the team. Our hand is very firmly on the throttle in terms of, of cash burn and spend. So the fact that we're now stabilized, running that cash through the drill bit, generating results at a pace that we feel is, is sustainable and manageable, uh, it means that we're in a good position to, to ride our way through this and, and deliver those results I'm talking about that will and, and is expected to increase the attention of, of institutional investors as well as retail. Uh, it's, it's, it's really building that case. You can't attract attention and interest out of thin air. You, you have to deliver the results. So how you do that, how disciplined and prudent you are about it, how you choose to execute is everything. We have a world-class team. Uh, we're running things as optimally as we can at this stage. We have other opportunities to further improve our cost structure and, uh, you know, uh, rate of delivery of value. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a culmination of all of that that really allows you to, to present something to institutional and retail investors alike that, that uh, represents a compelling case for value. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's, I think it's, it's one of those kind of great unknowns as, as, as the market evolves, the, the market will evolve and you, you'll react accordingly. Let's talk about the drill program. Um, you put a press release out talking about the restart, 10,000 meters uh, around Lingman Lake uh, East side. You've, and this is obviously following some, some of the geophysical um, activity that you've been able to, able to do. You, you took lines with me in the past of a couple, having a couple of rigs. So talk to me about what, you know how that is mapped and, and planned out. What have you been? To, what are you going to be targeting? And again, what do you need this campaign to be able to give you to have valuable, meaningful, successful conversations with funders down the line? Our drilling campaign, as you mentioned, and, and as we've um, communicated through our press releases, is focused on the eastern extents where the majority of the historic allowances are. Our focus is, is to begin moving that and growing that uh, to, on, in, in all directions, primarily to depth as well as on strike. Uh, that's step one. Uh, step two locally is to continue evaluating and working with the, the west side of, of that die base dike feature uh, where we initially started drilling in the spring and fall, but it was essentially blind drilling. Uh, the data that we've collected, uh, essentially these, these geophysical surveys, all come together and aggregate into uh, an understanding and a clarity that will allow us to uh, vector in our drilling much more effectively towards targeting and growing ounces as rapidly as possible. So what we need, obviously, out of that is, is to demonstrate that this drilling is doing exactly that. It's, it's, it's stepping out, it's growing the mineralization, it's adding ounces. That's just one front. The parallel front to that is the regional exploration, which has, in my opinion, as much, if not more value potential to it. Uh, we've got significant number of targets. We're putting out uh, a, a, a schedule, if you will, or, or a series of, of objectives that we're targeting to demonstrate and, and clarify with, with our investors 
what we're doing and how we're beginning to unlock that regional potential. The data you're going to be seeing soon, uh, sometime in October, uh, will we'll substantiate that. It's, it's significant when you've got 90% of an entire greenstone belt and, and the number of, of high potential targets we have, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to generate value there. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to be executing on uh, and bringing those results to the table. And, and that brings it full circle to what you asked, which is what do you need? Uh, well, that's what we need to bring back is tangible results that show growth of ounces and, and an existing mineral um, you know, currents, if you will, as well as growth and new discovery on a regional scale. Okay, so th there's a few ways you can come at this. So I kind of look at the you know Baromian green greenstone belt in West Africa <clears throat> because there's a, there's companies there have come at it in different ways. You've got a historic resource of about was it 235,000 ounces of gold. 234,000. Right? Yeah. 234,000 ounces of gold. You know, at around you know six six point eight six point nine grams per ton. If I look at companies like Rocks Gold, they kind of they kind of kick something off with a four hundred thousand or five, you know, just under five hundred thousand ounce resource, and they just wanted to get into production and get some cash flowing. You've got other companies that said, actually, no, we want to build up a five million ounce resource before we, you know, flip it on or you know even think about getting into production. So there's lots of ways you can come at this thing. So where does this two hundred thirty four ounce historic resource sit in your thinking with regards to how you move this forward. Because again, when small companies, 18 million market cap companies with you know a little amount of cash talk to me about developing or you know expanding and um, districts or district-wide opportunities, it's not believable. It's 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 hard to imagine, you know, how they go about doing that without diluting the current shareholders. So how do you come at it? Balanced approach, uh, you know, exploration is a discovery process. Uh, we've far enough down the road where we've discovered that there is significant potential. Uh, it, it requires uh, uh, something much less than the lion's share of funding to, to deliver indications of value there. It doesn't mean that as, as a junior exploration company, we would be running down a rabbit hole, drilling out two, three or four deposits. It's about discovering and validating potential. Along with that, uh, at, at the site itself, uh, where, where we are expanding, um, the growth of ounces is, in terms of targeting, we have 234,000 ounces historical right now. Um, we are working to, to finalize a conversion of that, if you will, as, as a foundation into 43101, and have a platform, which we have now, of significant amounts of data from other sources compile to give us the best image of what we have that we can point the drill bit at and grow. So what does that all translate to? It translates really, and, I'm, and the, the ultimate focus is delivering in a maiden resource sometime in 2022, which is what I've been saying we do from day one, likely second half later in the second half of 2022, a maiden resource that represents, and, and this is this is from my experiences, um, developing a foundation of, of uh, a viable mineral deposit that's sufficiently delineated to sufficiently uh, project what production potential is and walk through that way. If you invert that and, and infer that you may have potential enough for development and production, in, in my view, in my experiences, that's putting the cart ahead of the horse. 
So delivering this value in a way that's rock solid, uh, we, we grow this through the drill bit first. And to, to, to wrap that up, uh, it's really about delivering something that's multiples of what you started with. So you hear a number of um, companies that, that come out of the gate and put out their, uh, you know, a maiden resource that's derived from an historical and really don't do much to move that needle after that. What, what we're focused on, and this is where the discipline kicks in, is, is delivering multiples of that at as consistent and fast a rate as we can. So if you think quarterly, how many ounces we're expecting to add quarterly through our drilling, it's the kind of thinking that we're moving into now that we're positioned in the steady state drill, drill and mineralization growth. So the whole point is that you know by mid next year, we would expect to be at uh, a point where uh, we've delineated multiples of what we've started with. Now that could be ounces, grade, scale, or all three or any combination. Either way, you've delivered significant value and, and to crystallize that in a maiden resource would be the next prudent step, uh, you know, uh, to crystallize that value and, and, and continue that growth. Curve. Well, it's exactly where I wanted to go because if I look at even last year, where it was a, a very kind of um, frothy market, okay, it was all about the promote. It was all about, you know, um, sentiment driving projects, which don't, didn't necessarily stack up. And, and as a consequence, some good projects and some bad projects didn't get noticed. You know, um, you refer to a, a, a style of creating value, which is take a historic resource, update it, bang, there's your first million ounce maiden resource. Now, what's the market think? And quite often it was not a lot, right? And that, that was, you know, that was a, too much to the chagrin of, of a lot of CEOs. So that's why I wanted to understand you know, how you approach your historic resource, how much do you need think you need to bolt on uh, to it? Is it half million ounce? It will be fine. Do you hold out and say, no, we need to have a million ounces on that thing? Because, you know, you've seen different companies have different reactions from the market where they were expecting, you know, the market to be celebrating. The market did not. So how do you measure that sentiment between um, now and putting out the maiden resource, do you do you make a commitment to put out the resource the second half of next year, and then realize, well, actually, it's going to take a lot more than that to move the dial, so let's not bother. I mean, it's really tough one to manage. I don't envy you, but how do you manage that? Again, uh, with the facts, with with everything you have, you have to have uh, confidence and assurance that you are in a position that you will be growing this. The, that comes down to rate of growth. And, and from that rate of growth and time, you're going to end up somewhere, uh, you know, as I already said, probably by mid next year uh, with, with more than what you've started with, right? So it's, it's really about focusing on generating that and getting to a, a position where you're able to just predictably grow uh, and, and, and at some point put a rubber stamp on that. Uh, exactly. And, and, and from that, um, you know, it, coming from the producing side of this industry, uh, there are thresholds that, that garnish the attention of, of producers. That is what supersedes uh, and trumps arm waving and prediction. It's what have you delineated? Uh, even if, if you're not quite at a threshold of ounces that starts to suggest, hmm, commercially viable, even decent mine life, 
what has been your rate of growth to get there and how solid it is that. So by us delivering that in an airtight way, in a consistent way, um, that, that is what we're marching towards. And, and you know, uh, different people can speculate what those th- thresholds are. But, you know, if you do the, the math on things, I think once you start hitting or approaching a million ounces, um, you know, so if we arrive anywhere between where we are and a million ounces, then we've put a stake in the ground that said we're growing. We're moving towards that. We're still open. We're still growing on, on strike and depth. And, oh, by the way, We've got new discoveries that have the same, if not more, potential. That's what we're working to unlock as well. Uh, that's a compelling value proposition, not only for uh, investors that are, are looking to benefit from, from that growth curve that we're on, uh, but also on the other side of the industry with producers to deliver something that has integrity, that has uh, the ability to stand up to scrutiny. Uh, and from that suggests that it, it's viable, right? Well, that's, that's what we, we hope for as investors, that, that <laughs> we can stand up to scrutiny, but quite often they, they, they don't, right? And that's the problem here. And that's why we try and dig it's, in. It's the rule of never cutting corners in this industry. I, I, I will be the first and probably the last to stand up and pound a table and say, you must never do that. Uh, this is one industry where it will always slingshot back to you. Uh, so you have to be disciplined, you know, <laughs> and, and you have to execute. That's it. It's, it's not just your team's integrity, but it's the integrity of the data, what you're doing, and ultimately where you're going. If you can't deliver something that, you know, suggests that it has commercial potential, but you haven't quite delineated that or, or you know, have created something with that that's watertight for moving to the next stages and, and floating its way through the engineering phases into you know, a feasibility decision, then you're really cutting corners and gambling. Okay. Well, look, look, look now, now you've kind of set out the plan for us and gives us something to judge you by as the months come, come you know, um, as, as the time as, as gets closer to those delivery points. Uh, just one last question. With regards to the uh, drilling, you talked about 10,000 meters. Uh, I don't know how much of, is that including drilling that's already happened or is that 10,000 new meters? And if so, how much cash have you got? How long does that last you? It's 10,000 new meters uh, that, that we're targeting. Uh, we got just under 4 million right now. Uh, we, we throttled back our drilling rate. We're drilling 24 seven, uh, but instead of two rigs running flat out, which we have, what we're doing is, is using one rig flat out, but using the second rig to leapfrog the setups so that we have zero dime downtime, zero cost of, you know, or waste. Uh, from a financial perspective in the process. So literally every dollar is going into the drill bit um, at this stage. So it's it's an efficient way of doing it, but it's a conservative way that will certainly allow us to, to make our way through uh, this remainder of this year and into the new year. Okay, Rob, look, th- thanks for the catch up. Like I say, we, you've given us something to judge you by. Uh, come back on, let us know how you get on, okay? Appreciate it. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.